This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. In Washington, D.C., the annual gathering of the Magalos has begun. Today, they uh, started CPAC. CPAC stands for Clowns Periodically Assembling in Convention Centers. It's a chance for the far right to get together and share crazy thoughts. It started, uh, they started it with the traditional 21 assault rifle salute and the Pledge of Allegiance to Donald Trump. And then they got going with... They've got some great panels lined up this year. These are real. We didn't make these up. These are not jokes. People pay to go see uh, panels like No Chinese Balloons Above Tennessee, (laughs) Sacking the Woke Playbook, Parents with Pitchforks. I saw Parents with Pitchforks at Coachella last year. Really good band. (laughs) The Biden Crime Family. And uh, this is one I would actually go to. My speech from Mike Lindell, my pillow man. He's... I guess his rabies test came back negative and he's able to speak at this event. He's not the only star. You've also got the Honorable Matt Gates, congressman from Florida. The Honorable Tulsi Gabbard, former congresswoman, a lieutenant colonel, host of the Tulsi Gabbard Show. Mr. Donald Trump Jr., executive vice president of the Trump Organization, host of the Triggered with Don Jr. podcast. And, um, and Carrie Lake, who uh, I guess that's her resume. I don't know. There's nothing- I guess former local newscaster who lost didn't look good on the flyer. When you buy a ticket, a, a general ticket costs $295. And when you buy it, this is real. You have to promise you won't hold them liable if you get COVID. This is, this is the same group of publicans who say COVID is a joke. Make you sign a waiver so they're not responsible if you die from that joke. Perfect. <laughs> Mike Pence will not be in attendance at CPAC. The last time, you know, Last time a big group of these MAGA monkeys got together, they tried to hang him, so he opted out. The conference is being held at the Gaylord Harbor National Resort and Convention Center, which is another reason Mike Pence won't come. (laughs) Yo! We're live at CPAC. Natalie, what do you think? It's amazing. It's so exciting to be here. Incredible, incredible. (laughs) Great energy. Okay, this is the conservative populist action Committee, action committee, we're populist. What do you guys have for to say to Jimmy Kimmel for Jimmy Kimmel dumping on CPAC? Should we recommend Mike Lindell go back and do the cage again? Okay, here's what, here's what we're going to do. We're still technically we're working this out as we always do with a little Gonzo here. I want to thank Real America's Voice for setting this all up. We got the the uh, the great Harry. Our uh, top producer, Harry, turn around and take a bow here for everybody. Here. Okay, Ben Burkwam's in the audience. We're trying to get a second camera set up. Ben, we want to we want to hear from some War Room posse. What do you got? What do we got? Who's about to be out here? I love, look at 
these sweet glasses. I don't know if you can see them over here. What's your name? Anna Schaffer. Anna Schaffer. Where are you from? Indianapolis. Yeah. And what is it? What are you coming out? What are you hoping to see? What's your most important issue? Well, I came to see Steve Bannon. All right. But after that, uh, election integrity. We got to save the vote. Election integrity. Okay, coming over here. Sharon Anderson from Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm part of the front row, Joes. Go to all the rallies. But we're ready to hear the president give his goals for 2024 and ready to support him. All right. Hope, come up here. Hope, come up here. Come on. We got a, we got, we got a huge crowd out here, Steve. It's amazing. We're packed in. Hey there. My, my issue this time is January 6th, political prisoners. And we're here to support them. We have Operation Yellow Ribbon that's going on. And what we're doing is uh, asking people to purchase the book, American Gulag Chronicles, Letters from Prison. And then we're taking them directly to the congressmen who are pretending that they don't exist. So that's our Operation Yellow Ribbon. You can go to American, uh, I'm sorry, Patriot-Pack, Patriot-ActionPack.com. Can we get some juice on that mic? I got to hear the, I got to hear the audience. Can you, can you, can we get some juice in this mic, please? No, 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 just, 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 just let them hear, right, let's, let's hear it. Let's okay. hear it. Speak up. Patriot-ActionPack.com slash yellow, Operation Yellow Ribbon. We're supporting That's a January. Long one. I know it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But it's an important one. There's no, there's J6. no, we got to stand for the there's J6 no pitching in the war room. Prison. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Keep yeah. on. <laughs> we got a young, come here. One, one, last, one last one, Steve. Okay, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Chloe. Come I'm up from... closer, closer. We got to see you. Come here. Yeah, come get, here, come here. Speak up into the mic. The whole nation wants to hear oh, you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, right here. Okay. Um, my name is Chloe. I'm from Connecticut. And what? Why are you here? You're young. You're a vibrant young woman. Why are you here? What do you want to see? I'm here. Um, I'm here to see Steve Bannon and Natalie Winters. It's an honor to see both of them. All right. And um, I'm here mainly to promote medical freedom. I am barred from attending grad school right now because I'm unvaccinated. My non-medical wow. exception oh, is pending. Oh wow. Yeah. wow! Wow! Yeah. All right, Steve. We got election integrity. We got J6. We got we got medical freedom. Okay, all hey, of it. Hang on one second. Is Calamity Jane? Where's Calamity Jane? You're Calamity over there. Jane. Jane, let's hear from that side of the audience. No, no, no. Is that a I'm dead mic? I need a live mic. Okay, hang on. And uh, Jane, we got our people speak up. The nation wants to hear them. Can you tell me your name and what brings you here today? I'm Marianne Chandler. I'm from Montana. All right. And, and I'm here because I wanted to see Steve Bannon, which I met in Arizona. Are you guys excited to see Steve Bannon? Are you guys excited to hear from President Donald J. Trump? What's that? Yeah. What brings you here today? Oh, I'm from, my name is Becky, and I'm from San Diego, and I love Steve. I watch him all the time, and I just uh, want to do better. I want to change this nation and get rid of the evil that is here. What is the number one issue concerning you? The major decline of this country. The open borders, the crash of the currency, the problem with the, with the election fraud. I'm a, I'm a, a poll judge, and I, I know the system. I worked it, and it's with the bail-in ballots. we got to catch up. I, I'm with Illinois. The, it's kind of a country club party with driving golf carts around that doesn't really have a strategy of, uh, of bail-in ballots. we got... It's a whole tree of branches. Do we need to secure our elections to save America? Absolutely. That's our number one priority right now. Number one priority. We got to talk into the mic. I got to hear these folks. I want to hear them. 
Let's talk to Right there. Ben Burkwall. All right, all right, we got more. Hang on. Come here, my truth seeker. Come here, Arizona. Arizona in the house. All right. She, by the way, Steve, this is one of your biggest fans. I know you have biggest fans from all over the world. Tell me your name again. Laura Tillman. And speak, we got to speak loud. Let, uh, let America and the world hear. Laura, you're with Truth Seekers. Uh, Arizona, you guys are fighting to save the republic. You've got Terry Lake, the election fraud there. You've got the border invasion going on. Talk to me about your the, the what, what's going on. Well, just about everything you can imagine, and I think it's, as Steve says, it's ground central. We are fighting against the establishment. We are fighting against the Democrats. We are fighting against just about everybody in my little area. So um, we're, we're all becoming precinct committee people, and we're taking it over step by step. Uh, I have... Dan Schultz is someone that's from Arizona. He started the precinct strategy, and I think he's making good headway. But Maricopa County elections were awful. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was brutal. Is Kerry Lake, is Kerry Lake the real governor of Arizona? Hi. Is Kerry Lake the real is governor of Arizona? He is definitely the real governor of Arizona. Is there any doubt about Katie that? Katie Hobbs is not getting any traction whatsoever. She's, she's, uh, the, the fraud is being exposed. She's oh, Biden personified. Hey, ben, hang on a second. Hey, Jane, right, Steve. Jane does that mic work? Yes, it is. Okay, let's make sure people enunciate. <laughs> Can you tell me your name and what brings you here today? Hi, Delois Stallman. I'm here to see the War Room Posse and also um, really excited to see our true president, Donald J. Trump, speaking on Saturday. And who did you bring with you today? Me? Hi, I'm Sylvai Stallman. This amazing woman is my mother, and I am very excited to All see right. Mr. Bannon right. and Donald J. Trump, who is our true president. Amen! Oh, Amen! Oh, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Does she meet the age requirement to be VP? Is that a VP candidate right there? I like it. And is this part of the homeschooling curriculum? It is. School day, here we are at CPAC. What do you say to all the liberals who are trying to push woke ideology in our schools? Well, that's a long story, but um, I, I would just say gear up because we're coming for your school boards. We're going literally all right. a school board by all school right. board. The mama bears are coming for you, for sure, for sure. Can you tell me your name and what brings you here today? Hi, I'm Barbara Zettler from Virginia, and I'm here to fight back against the tyranny. Who are you most excited to see? Um, Steve Bannon <laughs> and Donald Trump. I hate when they say that. <laughs> Absolutely hate it. Yes, yes. How about you? What's your name and what brings you here today? My name is Gina. I'm from Iowa. I'm just a country bumpkin. But I'm here to meet Bishop Bannon, who's done more to preserve Catholicism and the Judeo-Christian traditions than any bishop I know in 50 years. Hey, Jane. Yes. We got it. We, it, it, we can't hear. We got it. The TV audience is dying to hear this. Hang on for a second. Check your mic. I'm gonna go back to Ben. But we got to. The audience is going crazy. They want to hear more from these people. These are more exciting than our contributors. <laughs> By the way, I noticed some of our some of our first guests didn't actually make the opening bell today. That's a rough night. Well, first night. Rough, very, rough night. Very rough night. In some of DC's <laughs> nicest spots. Ben Burkwam. Steve, you know, this is the coolest part about this. We travel all over the country. We get to meet the people. And that's what the be the best thing about this network is the people. This this network isn't us. It's not you. It's 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 the people. It's the posse. Talk to me, guys. Talk to me, posse. Tell me. We, I met these lovely people last night. They watch uh, Law and Border. They watch War Room, all of this. Talk to me, guys. Why is this so important to you? Because and first off, what's your name? Where are you from? 
Don and Karen Ruthig, we're from Onancock, Virginia, on the eastern shore, and we're here because we want to take this country back from the demon, immoral left All and right. put God back in the driver's seat. All right. Wow. Ditto. She says ditto. Jane, give me one more before we go to break. Who do we got? Tell me your name and what brings you here today. Dawn and Jim, we're from New Jersey, and my biggest issue is life. Save the babies and save the children. Amen. 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 Give me, Jane, give me one more. Can you tell me your name and what brings you here today? My name is Linda Basile from Chicago, and I'm here to make sure we stop the steal because our country will be ruined if we do not stop the steal. Amen. What do you think of the mayor of Chicago? I am so happy she's gone. <laughs> Very happy. She is evil, pure evil. Thank you so much. Jane, hang on. We're going to go to break. Ben, ben, give me one more before we go to break. We're here. Talk to me. So we got, we made it to the Ferris wheel. Tell me your name again. What's your, where, where are you from and what are you here to see? Louis Berbert. I'm from Virginia Beach. I came to see War Room, Steve Bannon, and Save the Country. Action, action, action. Let's go, Brandon. Action, 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 Steve. Hey, I, and I got to tell you, Steve, I've had so many people come up to me and say, War Room saved my life after 2020. I was so in, in so, much, so much despair. And to have you guys, Steve, you are the tip of the spear, this network, the show, everything that's going on. God bless you, sir. Hey, thank you. Okay, this for the next three days of CPAC, this show is about you guys, okay? This is what we're here for. Audience participation, make sure we hear from all you guys what your interests are, what your biggest focus is, why you came all the way from across the country to CPAC to change things. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be into the crowd. We want you guys to tell us what you think, what you want to fight for, what's important for you guys. This is your show. That's why we're here at CPAC. Natalie, uh, uh, what, our crew last night, we had a whole bunch of guests at the beginning all lined up. Nobody showed. Except me. No, no, no. My, oh, my, 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 my co-host and my... Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Of course the posse shows. They're always going to hit their mark. I'm talking about the first hour's guest. I can't even get Cortez up. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a short commercial break. As we go to commercial break, all of the people throughout the world that couldn't make it, I want, we're going to turn the camera to you guys. I want to have you say hello, good morning from CPAC, and then we're going to go to break. Let's hear it. Man, they're rowdy. They're rowdy. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back. We got Philip Patrick from Birch Gold. Do we have Philip? Yes, we have Philip Patrick from Birch Gold. We got Steve Cortez. We're going to be rolling today. Take a short commercial break. Be back live at CPAC in just a moment. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. We're live at CPAC. I can't hear you. Well, the audience at home is loving this. We love you guys being here. It's fantastic. Uh, let me introduce, we've got uh, Philip Patrick from Birch Gold. Let's hear it for Birch Gold. We've got Steve Cortez who's going to join us momentarily, the great Steve Cortez. But... We have a very special, um, I guess, award we want to give. Um, Natalie, uh, come, come out. You can give it. Remember, the, New York, the Brookings Institute and the New York Times named War Room the number one misinformation. 
This this is from Madeline Peltz at Media Matters. Here's from Madeline. What do you think of her? <laughs> Madeline, we love you. Hold it. Misinformation. Yes, I don't know if they can see, but a very, very, very nice member of the War Room Posse last night told me that he came all the way to CPAC to give this to me. So if you're in the crowd somewhere, please identify yourself. <laughs> yes, but that's so nice. Is that you? And there you go. Hold on. Get over here. Get over here. And I think you also have to give a shout out to Stuart Thompson from yeah, the New on, York Times. On. We definitely want, we want to thank the Brookings Institute, the CCP Front Organization, yes. the Brookings Institute. And we want to thank Stuart Thompson at the New York Times. I, I told Stuart on the phone, and I told, please relay to the Brookings Institution that I hope that they learned something from the 30,000 hours of War Room that they were forced to watch. I, I've watched probably similar amounts. I'm sure they could probably get a job at the Brookings Institution, too, given that they watched. Uh, hold it. The, the, the misinformation was about the Wuhan lab, uh, the vaccine. Basically uh, everything we've been proven exactly right on. So I can't, I can't wait for all the misinformation that's going to be spread here at at CPAC and the misinformation Na- will Winters, continue to spread. Miss misinformation of 2023. Yes, it's so great. Can we have, <laughs> can we have the uh, interview, Ben? I love that. I, uh, can I be Mister in, in Misinformation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk to us. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, my name is Bill Marshall. I'm here from Virginia, and here because I want to help save the country. And Thank you. Uh, I saw you guys talking about misinformation uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I thought. She is misinformation. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. That's it's so nice. incredible. Thank you. Here's the reason. Misinformation to them is actually truth, is it not? Have you been, have you been, have you gotten all the information on all the important issues months and months, if not years in advance? The, the, the uh, Department of Energy just drops the, uh, the, their report on the Wuhan lab of what we talked about on 23 January of 2020, when everybody in this audience understood it came from Wuhan, it was a biological weapons program, and you fully understood it. Any questions, right? Take down the CCP! Take down the CCP! Take down the CCP! Speaking of the CCP, the CCP is buying more gold Japan, India, China are buying gold. Philip Patrick, why is that? Listen, it's, it's the Biden economy. Look at what he's been doing to our currency here in the United States. That's where the real threat comes. Printing money on a scale never seen before, amassing debt and putting us in a very tight situation. Look at what our strategic enemies are doing. They've been bulking up on gold, building those reserves. There's a trend of de-dollarization around the world, and it is very, very important that we put an end to it and we change the trajectory. Amen. By the way, here's a question for the audience. As good as Brad and Dr. Navarro and good old Steve Cortez from the south side of Chicago, as smart as they are, <laughs> Navarro's got this PhD from Harvard, right? You got Brad's up there, the dean of, of liberty. Isn't it the English accent that separates it all out? It just sounds smarter, right? It sounds, it's so, it's so perfect. Uh, thank you for that, Steve. That's about it. It's the only reason I'm here is, is the accent. So very, very fortunate to be here. This is such an incredible event and fortunate to be here with you, Steve. Thank no, you. Here, here's the reason we're going to have a lot of our sponsors here the next couple of days. First off, they want to meet all you guys. We had a little dinner last night for the sponsors. And, and one of the things they said they're blown away by is the response. Every time we have a sponsor up, it's just incredible, it's incredible response from our audience. 
And the reason that is that the audience actually understands that we're giving out information. We want to immerse you guys in everything. So we really thank you and thank you for your support. Can we get Cortez in here for a second? I want to ask you about the economy. Steve, Steve's going to join us uh, telephonically. Steve Cortez, are you there? I sure am. Good morning and good morning to the great crowd there of Patriots. Now, now, you know, Cortez and I talk every night in the morning about his charts and what we're going to talk about, etc. Cortez has been all over me about Chicago, and I just keep saying it's not a story that interests me. Now it's a story that interests me, Cortez. <laughs> tell, tell me about Chicago. Yeah, it is a story. And unfortunately, it's a tragic one. Uh, many, many Chicagoans, myself included, have been forced to flee the Windy City, a place where I raised a family in the city of Chicago, forced to flee because of a combination of incredibly high taxation and an increasingly dangerous street situation where crime is absolutely out of control. Lori Lightfoot, there's a lot of bad mayors in America. Uh, I believe Lori Lightfoot is the worst of all those bad mayors all over the country. She thankfully has been voted out. I'm not sure that the alternatives are much better, but it's really uh, quite telling that an incumbent mayor only got 17% of the vote uh, in a multi-candidate field. And uh, of course, it now goes to runoff election. But, you know, some of the, st the statistics that back the grim story of what has happened to Chicago, and here's why I think it matters to all of America, not just to the city of Chicago. Uh, don't, you know, mentally relegate it to say that's just a big city problem uh, because the left will take the entire country to where Chicago is right now. And of all those statistics, I think there are two that are most telling. One is of juniors in high school, in the Chicago public school system right now, only 21% are at grade level for reading and for math. That is it, 21%. And yet the Chicago public school system graduates 83% of students. And the, and the CPS boasts constantly about this sky high graduation rate that is high and rising, yet only a fifth of those students are actually capable in math and reading of operating at grade level. This is a systemic kind of failure, and it's a big reason that there's such out-of-control crime in the city. Uh, but it's not just young people who are affected, it's also older folks. The other statistic that I think is very grim and very telling of Chicago, it has the widest life expectancy gap in America. According to the NYU School of Medicine, the average life expectancy um, in the Michigan Avenue area of Streeterville, which is wealthy high rises, average life expectancy there is 90. Just miles away in Englewood, Steve, life expectancy, mostly black, impoverished neighborhood, only 60. A 30-year life expectancy gap. That is a third world reality at a city, in a city, that is the metaphorical and literal heart of America. So I want all of the country to please pay attention, not just because I'm from there, but because I think Chicago is incredibly important. And it is a warning for the country of where leftist policies would take this country at large and where Chicago has already descended to, sadly. How many Midwesterners out there can, can, uh, can back up Cortez? No question? Chicago's, Chicago's imploded? Let's go, let's go get some areas. Yeah, okay. we're from it's, Chicago. It, it, it's absolutely true. It's not just, hang on one second. It's just not Chicago. We're going to get there in a second. Suburbs. It's also all of our great cities, New York, particularly Los Angeles.
I've got two L.A., a former L.A. resident. Tell me about L.A. Former L.A. and former Chicago resident. I went oh, to the school University there, of Chicago, so I really you're both. juxtapose the two. But I think it's very dystopian living in both of those cities. And I think the, the biggest issue going on, at least particularly in Los Angeles, all the crime is exacerbated by the illegal immigration that you have. So concentrated in these cities, not only is it depressing the wages of basically everyday Americans, but that is fundamentally why the streets are so unsafe. You walk around some of the prettiest areas, and it's such... It's such a paradox because it's filled with such ugliness, which is really what far-left policies breed. And Chicago is a beautiful city. Chicago is is beautiful, I will say, minus the fact when you're walking around and scared you're going to get shot. There's a reason I graduated a year early, and it didn't have to do just because I hated you, Chicago, is because I didn't want to be in that city. I, I was honestly, genuinely... Probably more scared that I would get killed by someone there than the Chinese Communist Party, which says a lot. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and, and, your tri- and now you're in Florida. It's totally different. Now I am very happy and very safe in Florida. And I think it just shows that you should live in a state that reflects your values. Because um, for so long, I, I never did. But it's so nice to be surrounded. I meet members of the War Room Posse very probably too frequently. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. But it's so wonderful to be surrounded by so many like-minded people. Yeah. This is the tragedy of the country. You've got great states like California, beautiful cities like Chicago. It's always been the backbone of the nation that are now deterring. You're, you're, you're an L.A. guy. It's, it's a disaster in Los Angeles at the moment. The crime is, is out of control, uh, huge levels of taxation, and I don't know where that money is going. But crime is, is very, very bad, and it's getting worse every day. Unbelievable. Jane, do we have some Chicago folks over here? We do. Tell me what your life was like in Chicago. It, it's very scary. I mean, you could get shot just driving down the expressway. Why is that? Because crime is not, they don't deal with the crime there. Who doesn't deal with the crime? Well, the police want to deal with the crime, but they can't. They can't because the left-wing politicians will not let them? Right. The, the politicians it, it, won't it, let it, them it, and it, they'll it, prosecute Jane, them. is it going to make any difference at Lori Lightfoot? Isn't still a Democratic machine, just like in L.A.? It's these Democratic machines, you can change the people out, but it's the same process. What does the audience think? Uh, we're, we're glad Lori's gone, but I, I'm not that optimistic that that much will change. I hope it does, because I don't recognize the city anymore. Do we have any other Midwesterners here? Right here. We'll get it. Hey, any- Ben. Can we get one more one quick interview? I, yeah, come here, ladies. Come here, ladies. So these two ladies, speaking about the battle that we're in for the heart of our country, uh, the spiritual battle, but you're from Maryland, you're from Michigan, you see it, you see the lies coming from the left, uh, and, and now we have Beetlejuice, Lori Lightfoot, out of Chicago. Talk to us about this. Um, well, I think it's important that we understand exactly what the position are that we're in. I think it's important that we see the position that we're in and that we're able to war against those forces, both the demonic and those Amen. that are in the real, in the real time Amen. Uh, against the things that they're doing. And there's some things that we need to do to mobilize ourselves and to become more uh, in tune with what's going on, the tricks and all of the traps that are going on. Hey, hey Ben, yes, just sir. hold. We're going to come right back here and take a short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war room with the live audience here at CPAC in just a moment. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. Welcome back to War Room. We're live at CPAC. USA! 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 Okay. 
I just want to make sure you're not a pageant queen. We're here interviewing. <laughs> so hold on, hold on. That, that uh, transgender person guy took your. Took I, your... I told Steve. I was like, everyone who's walking by, and I mean this in the most humble way possible. Looks, I feel like I look like a pageant queen, and I was joking that maybe uh-huh. a transgender person like stole my title or something, but not you're the so case. So mean. <laughs> Madeline Peltz. She'll Madeline Peltz will be. Mad- I know. <laughs> that's why you're interviewing me and talking to me this this event because Madeline. Uh, Called you I'm, out last time. I'm, I'm, call, I'm dead naming <laughs> Natalie. Okay, let's go. Let's go to, back to us. We got Steve Cortez up. We got Philip Patrick. Mike Lindell is going to join us. The Moms for Liberty. Everybody, let's go back. This show is about the audience. That's what CPAC's always about. The great Andrew Breitbart used to walk up and down Media Road, do his interviews, but he had people around him all the time. It's always about the people. Remember, it's the conservative populist action committee. Ben Burkwam, what do you got? Tell, tell me your name again. Uh, Vanessa Booker. Vanessa, and you were talking to me. It's a spiritual battle. And what did you say during the break? Well, I just said that anyone that's a speaker of the truth is going to come under fire, you know, both in the heavenlies. And, I mean, I'm sorry, both Amen. with the demonic forces and here on earth. So I just want to say that we are going to keep you all in prayer, Steve, and all of the, and you, Ben, especially going into the deep, dark places you go into. Um, we want to just keep you covered with prayer so that you'll be safe and that the things that they are trying to do We'll, we'll all fail. Yeah. Ma'am, just remember, hold on, just remember, pray for our enemies, because we're going to throw them into the pit of hell. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Where that's they belong. That's true. But you, we need to cover you as well. Amen. Amen. And last one here, uh, most important issue to you, ma'am. Stop the steal. I'm here. We talk about spiritual warfare, but stealing is also spiritual. And I think what we need to focus on Come together and focus on stopping the steal. I mean, Amen. we got to get rid of the machines. We have a perfect candidate like Carrie Lake. Why isn't she in that office? Because of those machines, they were able to steal the election. Hold on, if you two can just hang around, because when we get Lindell here, he's got to hear that. That's what's, that's what's keeping Mike Lindell every Amen. day is God stop the steal, Mike. and he's not going to back down. Should we back down that the 2020 election was stolen? That every day, every day you see in social media and you see these uh, these uh, rhinos and these establishment Republicans want us to shut up and just go down and just live with it. Are you prepared to live with the stolen election? Is that the railhead of all the problems we got today in the country? Is the illegitimate Biden regime? Yeah, yeah. Do we need President Trump to go a little harder on Biden? Yeah. And maybe not so hard on DeSantis. Okay, well, didn't get a big run. <laughs> okay, this is hardcore. This is the hardest score. Yeah, you're in total quiet. Bannon, what are you talking about? You mean desanctum? No, I'm not going to say that. Uh, let's. Okay, I got Cortez. We're going to get some capital markets in. Um, overnight, there's a new uh, revelation that uh, Ukraine, that uh, England and France are trying to get a solution to Ukraine because now they see the resistance here of this audience for us putting any more money to back Ukraine because there's got to be huge budget cuts. Uh, you know, the, the other day, uh, Ross Vogt was on the show. You saw that, right? Talk about how we're going to cut the appropriations. They've come up with $2 trillion over 10 years of Medicaid. You know, uh, Biden is all over this, uh, saying it's not going to happen. We're saying there also has to be defense cuts. As tough as that's got to be, it's got to be defense cuts. The single best way we get defense cuts is zero for Ukraine. Zero for Ukraine. Do you want your sons and daughters fighting in Ukraine? Do you want to say, if we have to cut 
trillions of dollars out of Medicaid, and we're forced to cut out of other social programs and our defense for our national security and our budget. Should we still be paying hundreds of billions of dollars into Ukraine to pay for their pensions and their government while American citizens are going to have to be cut? Is this a top priority? No more for Ukraine. we got to take care of America first. Philip, if we don't cut this budget, if we don't get to a balanced budget, walk me through the birch gold, your perspective on what's going to happen to the economy. We're already almost here at the point of no return. We have to remember, as a nation, we have over $31 trillion of debt. Every time the interest rates are going up now to try and curb inflation, that saddles us with more and more. As you said yourself, we need to look after our own citizens first. There's times to go out and help others, but there's times to help ourselves, and that's today. We've got serious economic issues here in the United States. It's about focusing on ourselves and those issues. Once we combat them, we can look at Russ Vote says the focus, this is why we always want to give the war of posse the first information for anybody. Woken weaponized, and now on MSNBC they're going nuts. We call it woke and weaponized. Natalie, you've done more investigating reporting in the last couple of years about the U.S. government's involvement across the board in so many different areas. Tell me, are you shocked when you see what the U.S. government spends their money on to help our enemies, help our enemies attack us? Not at all. Obviously, I talk primarily about the Chinese Communist Party, but I think the Ukraine issue is very interesting in terms of its intersection with foreign lobbying. Intersectionality. <laughs> it's Natalie Winner's intersectionality. There you go. Um, but it's it's really a curious phenomenon that's been going on. A lot of these like deep state swampy type lobbyists are signing up to work really in droves on behalf of Ukraine, whether that's the Ukraine government itself, certain officials, their Ministry of Digital Transformation, the same entity that was sort of doing that money laundering with FTX, but uh, we'll, we'll table that issue for a second. But what's so interesting is that even though these people are registering to lobby pro bono on behalf of Ukraine, a lot of their clients also coincide with basically the military industrial complex, which is a yeah. little bit of a conflict of interest, Hold I it. would They're add. Only, the, the article says they're only doing pro bono for the lobbying so they don't have to register <laughs> as far. They're so scummy. But they I don't have to register as foreign agents. And the other interesting angle of the Ukraine narrative in terms of how they're trying to shape and form our opinions, a lot of the, re the lobbyists that they have retained who maybe aren't part of that military-industrial complex, they're actually engaged in censorship on social media, particularly sort of a similar tactic to the Chinese Communist Party, um, where they're reaching out to mainstream media outlets to craft a certain narrative. And, and remember, I think one of the biggest buried leads about that whole Intercept story, which really broke uh, the FBI-DHS collusion to censor stories about the origins of COVID, the vaccine, one of the other topics that they really focused heavily on was Ukraine. Yes. And that's sort of, I think, left out a lot of talk about censorship. Yes. So just remember, the same kind of, I call it, it state-run propaganda here in the United States, they're doing that here on the issue of Ukraine. Th th there's something not right with this Ukraine situation, because so many roads go back to Ukraine. That's where we got to drill down. And not just the biolabs. Not just the, not just <laughs> the biolabs that Victoria Newland doesn't like to be talk about. Um, I want to go, before we lose Patrick, is that uh, and Steve Cortez talks about this all the time. Two of the uh, most pro uh, prosperous countries in the world at one time were Argentina and Venezuela, with Venezuela's tremendous oil and natural gas resources. This is what, Venezuelan money right now, it's on $5 billion. Tell us why people need to look and go over to Birch Gold, and at least what you got to do is immerse yourself in alternatives right now, get all the information, that's what we're going to do. Why do people now more than ever, if the Chinese are buying it, 
right? The CCP, India, Japan, and Russia are buying more gold than ever. Why does American citizens need to just go check it out? Because at one point in time, in not too distant future, the, the Federal Reserve note is going to be that, fiat currency. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely correct. Frighteningly so, but absolutely correct. Debt to GDP in the United States today is 120%. This is in line with countries like Argentina, like Venezuela. The only thing that's holding us, keeping us at the moment, is that prime reserve currency status. It is now under threat, right? Biden has weaponized our dollar. He's made some geopolitical, I think, blunders, which have forced our strategic enemies to start looking at viable alternatives to the dollar. That is significant. We have to fight. We have to make sure we are fiscally responsible, and we need to maintain that status. If we don't, that is our future right there. If you go to Birch Gold today, I think, we're publishing it today, the third, okay, the third free uh, installment of the end of the dollar empire comes out today. It's called the debt trap. Everybody go to birchgold.com slash Bannon, oh, slash War Room, slash War Room, and you get, no, it, it, it was a higher charge if you had my name. It was but, a late night last <laughs> night. <laughs> exactly. No, you get it. It's the third installment. We're going to be talking about it over the next couple of days. I'm actually going to talk about it at my uh, talk tomorrow afternoon about this. The uh, destruction of the American currency is destroying the working class and the middle class of this country. The elites, the oligarchs in this country, control the currency through the Federal Reserve and the guys they've paid up on uh, Capitol Hill to continue the spending. They're devouring, they're devouring the dollar every day. And we walk through very systematically, I think in 20 pages, as the third installment, what this debt trap means. And if we don't confront it right now, what's going to happen to us as a country? I want to thank you guys for helping me and working with the team to do that. Thank you. Listen, the ability to educate and inform people, it's so important. I encourage everyone to read it. It's free. It's information. But it's so, so important. Thank when we you. first started doing the show, people said, why do you talk about all this economics? Why do you talk about all this capital markets? It's not a business show. Then go to the business networks. I go, no. Until the American people understand what the con is, until they understand what the scam is, remember, you're paying for all of it. Your pension funds ship the jobs over to China. Your tax dollars are what they're using every day. Your tax burden gets worse and worse and worse, and the oligarchs get no taxes at all. That's why they have the concentration of wealth of 1%. What's going to happen is that they're going to make this currency a complete, total joke. And who's going to pay for it? Not them, you. That's what we've got. Our whole mission is to educate you to become a political force that has direction, task, and purpose. So I want to thank this audience. The third episode's up today, and we'll be talking in the next couple of days. Philip, how do, they, how do people get you? It's, it's very simple. You can reach me on Getter, at Philip Patrick on Getter. Uh, and for information on gold, as you mentioned, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Thank you, Steve. Hang, hang on a second. Let's go to Cortez. Cortez, tell me about Argentina and Venezuela. What's been the problem with those two countries? Why, how do they go from some of the most prosperous countries to countries in dire poverty? Right. Listen, this is why it's so important to have historical knowledge to be able to put things in context. Argentina, in particular, just over a century ago, was actually wealthier than the United States. As a matter of fact, during the Great Depression here in the United States, Argentina actually offered to send aid to the United States. Think about that, okay? They were in a far better position than the United States and sending foreign aid, it wasn't accepted, thankfully, but trying to send foreign aid, charity, to the United States. 
Argentina today is in exactly the opposite position, uh, a place where its citizens can hardly deal with runaway inflation that has now been systemic for decades and where their standard of living continues to decline year by year. So the point here is don't think it can happen. Don't assume that just because the United States has been economically speaking, a global hegemon, and just because we have enjoyed tremendous prosperity for generations, that that can't reverse and reverse incredibly quickly. What we see right now in the United States at present, 22 straight months of declining real wages, meaning your income adjusted for the goods and services you need in your life. Unprecedented in American history, Steve. That is the worst streak in all of U.S. history, not just since uh, the 0809 recession, not just since the 1970s. No, the worst streak ever. Americans are working harder to get poorer every month. Why? Because of what permanent Washington is doing to this country. What Biden in cahoots with Republicans like Mitch McConnell and Tom Cotton, okay, somebody who we used to think we could count on, but voted for the omnibus monstrosity, what they are doing to crush the prosperity of this country, especially middle and lower income folks, Steve. And I'm glad too that you mentioned, here's the thing. The oligarchs are doing it with Americans' money. Most Americans don't realize this, but when we talk, for example, about BlackRock and what it is doing to crush this country, they're doing it with your money. You may not realize that, but they're managing your yes. money, particularly in your public pension. Steve, hang on for one second. Cortez is gonna stay with us. Philip Patrick, honored to, honored to have you on here. I, I wanna say, Philip, next time you come enroll with the War Room production crew, right? understand it's a it's a it's a long night and it's a tough night sometimes uh you're absolutely right <laughs> philip saw some parts of washington never seen before okay short commercial break we're gonna be back with the war and posse here at CPAC in a moment the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Man, they're rowdy today. They're rowdy today in uh, CPAC. Let's go. Steve Cortez has got to bounce. Steve Cortez, what message do you have for this incredible audience here at CPAC, brother? Uh, listen, stay energized, stay focused. The trends right now in our country are dreadful. They are. We need to be honest about that. But that also should motivate all of us to be totally committed to saving this country because we have time to do it, but the hour is late and the clock is ticking. Philip Patrick talked about this before. It's not too late for us to reverse course, but it's almost too late. So please have that sense of urgency. We patriotic populists are going to save this country. We are reclaiming our republic and be motivated and activated to do so in every way possible. Steve Cortez, brother, how do people get to you on your content? Yes, please follow me. I have a brand new Chalk Talk up. Find me on the Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve Cortez with an S. Let me ask you, do you agree with Steve Cortez? The hour is late and we have urgent work ahead of us. Cortez, you're the best. Thank you, brother. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, sir. Okay, let's go to Jane. I think you've got some rowdies over there. I see some nefarious characters. Can you please tell me your name and what brings you here today? 
Elisa Sharp, Vote Actively, Houston, Texas, and I'm here because I love Trump and I love Steve Bannon. Woo! Why are you supporting him in 2024? President Trump, 45, he delivered on his agenda, and we had the best economy. We had you know, America first, and that's why he's going to win on 2024. Amen. I'm also joined by Tell the it, Trump sister. tribe. Why are you guys supporting Donald Trump in 2024? Well, he is who he says he is. He did exactly what he intended to do, except for during the swamp, and we need him back so that he can finish his job. He needs to finish the job. Drain the swamp. Can you please tell me your name and what brings you here today? Yeah, my name's Anna. I'm from Indiana, and I'm here because I'm a pissed-off mom. Whoa! A year ago, I heard Diego Morales on the war room. He was running for Secretary of State in Indiana. His platform was election integrity. I messaged him, and I said, how can I help you win? One year later, I'm his finance director. We won the Secretary of State, and he's the first Latino Secretary of State in Indiana. Action! 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 Why are you supporting President Trump in 2024? We don't have time for DeSantis. I love DeSantis, but our window is this big. And the only man that can finish the job and save our country is Donald Trump. Is this the most important Hey, Jane, Jane, hang on for a second. Does the audience agree with that, that we don't have time? We all, we all, love, Gov- we all love Governor DeSantis, correct? Yes. But there's plenty of time for Governor DeSantis. We need Trump now, correct? Is there any doubt of that? Okay, hold on. Let me let, let, let me ask you a question. Hey, we're gonna come right back to you. You guys are criticized because they say it's a cult. Is this a cult? You guys are free Americans, right? And your free judgment is that Donald Trump should come back and win his third term, but serve his second. Correct? Is there any doubt that Donald Trump won on three November of 2020? No. No doubt. Hang on for one second. Ben Burkwam, who you got for me? Come here. We got So I got California on this side. I got the... Uh, South Dakota. South Dakota, but connected to Hibbs. Talk to me about Pastor it, Pastor Jack Hibbs, my first cousin. He just got shut down from YouTube two weeks ago. Just want you all to know right now that his lawyers got on him. In real life, with Pastor Jack Hibbs is back on YouTube. So that, all right. So that shows in California you can win. Come here, ma'am. Come here, ma'am. Over here, over here, over here. Okay. And so you're from California as well. The commie state of California. Newsom. Newsom's oh, got to go. But that's the other one, Steve. That's the other one. He thinks he's going to be president of the United States when he's turned California into a sewer. Yes. Oh, I'm born and raised here, 68 wouldn't, years. Wouldn't, wouldn't Mrs. Newsom be a great first lady? Uh, uh. When they're dining at whatever that restaurant. French laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. We tried to get him recalled. We worked really hard. The Newport Beach Republican women. We worked at all the malls. We got all the signatures, and it didn't yeah, happen. Almost. Don't, don't let them California America, Steve. Ben, hang on. Hang on with the crowd right there. Hang on. Jane, what do you got? Can you tell me your name and what brings you here today? It's Mike. I'm from New Jersey. I was with Trump since day one, and I'm going to support him again. So. Did he win in 2020? Of course. Does he need redemption in 2024? He's already got it. Tell me about your hat. Who signed your hat? MTG and General Flynn. Oh, awesome, awesome. Let's, over here, over here. How are you doing? Tell me about your suit. Uh, well, it's the brick suit, and it signifies my support for the border wall. Oh, 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 full stop, full stop, job. full stop. The brick man's in the house. Hey, you know it's full MAGA when the brick man shows up. 
Well, it's my first CPAC. I had to come. I mean, you know, we've got to get this message out there. We need Trump back in the White House. What compelled you to come to CPAC? You know, patriotic duty at this point. We've got to get off our butts. It's action, action, Amen. action. We've got to make it happen. Hold it, Brickman. Here's a question: Do we need a brick wall at the southern border? We need we need a lot of things at the southern border, but we need to finish that fence. We need to take those materials that Biden left to rot in the desert while he paid the contractors Amen. to do nothing. We got to finish that fence. We got to change the immigration laws and get it all worked out. Hey, hey Jane, hang over a second. Can we see the the folks with the jackets on? Yeah, Can we get those into the shot? Let's see the Trump we're, we're, tribe. We're, 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 you guys are from Texas, correct? All the way from Texas. We love Texas. And they let you and they let you cross interstate borders to get here. I just want to make sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> and, and tell us about the group down in Texas. we got about a minute. Tell us about that group. I created this group back in the summer of 2020 because for 35 years I was Democrat. But once we saw wow. the direction of the country wow. heading during that summer, me and my partner flipped to Republican, and we've been Trump hold supporters it, hold it, hold ever it. since. There's nothing harder core than a Texas Democrat. That's hardcore. So we what, saw the light. What made you flip? we got 30 seconds. Why did you flip from a 35-year uh, d- Democrat, Texas, to Trump? Watching the 100 days of the riots and looting around the country, and I've got a small business in Beaumont, Texas, and I've worked too hard for my business for someone to come and burn it down, loot it. Amen. So I'm here to represent small businesses. Did You, you, you came to President Trump after 2016, correct? What's that? You came to President Trump after 2016, correct? Correct. Amen. Right there. Summer of 2020. I hate to say it. There's not another Republican in the nation that gets 74 million votes. 74 million votes. you got to get Democrats. You have to have Bernie bros. You've got to get independents. That's the power of Donald Trump. Back in a moment.